0: The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Welcome to our latest prospect podcast. You know, the beauty of baseball is that the path for every player is a different one. For some, it's a meteoric rise. For others, a steady climb. For some, the jump comes as a young player, while others may be described as a late bloomer. J.J. Goss may have been one of the more polished high school pitchers in the draft when he was taken 36th overall by the Rays in 2019. However, after signing with Tampa Bay, Goss didn't get to play in 2020 when the minor league season was canceled due to the pandemic. Then last year, Goss spent much of the season recovering from injury, pitching in games over the final six weeks. Now this season, Goss is hoping to take off. We'll hear from J.J. about what he's learned over the past couple of years, and we'll also chat with pitching coordinator Rolando Garza about what makes J.J. such a talented pitcher. We start with J.J. and discuss what the past couple of seasons have been like.
1: It's definitely been different. I know the COVID year, we were down here for two weeks for spring training. It was just like dipping my toes in the water in spring training. Everything was kind of all over the place. And then, um, of course, last year, dealt with the injury coming into spring training about a week before, and put me out all year and I got to pitch the last month and a half of the season and thankful for a good recovery and ready to go this year. So
0: describe what happened what you were feeling and what the recovery process was like and now how you are at this point.
1: Yeah um, rehab was was something I wasn't used to at all it was every day see the same faces doing the same thing trying to get the arm healthy it was not fun um, but we here we are. What was the injury, actually? And
0: uh, was it more, did you need any kind of procedure before you got back into into your rehab process?
1: No, um, actually, it was a, a tear in the labrum, posterior labrum, and ended up getting a PRP shot, stay away from any surgeries or anything like that, which was a big, huge for me, stay away from that and just rehab it out, and now I'm back to normal.
0: I guess in going through that, you first got to get to know the training staff. They have a great reputation. How, where were they best for you?
1: Uh, yeah, they were, they were, that was the best thing that could have happened to me. I mean, having them and with their support every day to get better. And it was the first time I ever like encountered an injury, so it was different for me. And with their support and them helping me through it was, was good. Is
0: it more the mental? Uh, because you mentioned you're seeing the same guys every day. What do they do that, that make it easier? Because I've heard so many compliments from so many guys just about how helpful they are.
1: Yeah, I mean, every day doing the same thing is not easy. And always coming in there, there's always something to laugh about. I mean, they bring up different topics every day. There's always something to talk about in there, whether it's baseball, whether it's what's going on in the world. I mean, they made it a good time. Give me an idea who else in your,
0: your circle was helpful, because you you know, you signed as a as the thirty sixth pick in the draft. You're probably expecting, you know, you've got high expectations for yourself and then you're dealing with injury. Who helped you get through that physically and mentally?
1: Yeah, I lived with uh Bitsko and Greg Jones for a little bit and Davion Whittle, just a group of guys we find something to do every day, whether it was go down to the pool or play games, play poker, just have fun with each other, play video games with each other every day. It's just always something to keep ourselves busy knowing that we're all gonna be in rehab room and that's not the fun part of course because we're all injured but
0: and then family wise how how helpful was the support of your family back home
1: yeah I mean of course it was unfortunate and they knew it was unfortunate and they didn't want to see that happen but they were there for me they came down visited and supported me
0: so you got off the mound and you pitched in games at the end of the year how important was that for you last year to get to do that and get some games under your belt
1: yeah it was definitely like a accomplishment, like a, felt like an accomplishment getting out of the training room, being able to get back on the mound and feel and do what I I do best, which is was pitch and felt great.
0: How, how much do you think that adversity the last couple of years will help you going forward? Because, you know, they say it's supposed to make you stronger. How does it, how do you think it's making you stronger?
1: Yeah. It made me realize that like taking care of the body and being on top of your stuff is very important if like if you wanted to do this for a long time. So when you were drafted
0: in 19, what were you size-wise? And since you're talking about health, how, let's say, how different are you now? Because 22 would be, if let's say you went to college, this would be the year you would get drafted, right?
1: Yeah, in high school, I mean, I was a 2A guy, played outfield, hit, swung a little bit, and pitched. So it was always running, I was always in shape, always something else to do besides pitch and get my mind off of pitching. And when I got drafted, it's nothing but pitching and so doing the extra conditioning and strength and everything like that as pitching like make it primary is is different and I, I mean enjoy it and I would say
0: I'm just also size wise so what were you in 19 yeah, uh, and now if you look at yourself now how different are you are you also taller I didn't know if you grew at all since you were drafted
1: yeah in 2019 I was about 175 pounds one, <laughs> and then over the years of COVID and then injury and then being in rehab and everything. And now I'm about six, three, two Oh five, two Oh six. So definitely put on some good, a good weight.
0: No doubt. Uh, that's obviously a major change. Yeah. So how do you, how do you feel like, and how's your stuff different now? Like what, you know, what was it like when you were throwing in high school and now how would you say your stuff differs today?
1: Yeah. Um, in high school, I mean, I didn't have the pitching staff in the, the help I do now, so I was just kind of out there throwing it and look up on YouTube how to throw a slider and just throw it in the game or how to throw a changeup and throw it in the game. And when you get here, a lot of analytics and stuff make everything sharper, better, and what fits me the best to make me a better version of myself.
0: So what are your pitches right now? um and how many different ones do you throw and let's say where are you you're topping out i don't know if that's important or not important to you at this point
1: um yeah so the repertoire right now is fastball change up slider and occasional curveball but um yeah velo wise i mean coming out of rehab last year it wasn't about trying to ramp it up and light up the radar but sitting my normal 93 95 touch of six here and there but yeah
0: what are the goals for this year now Is the most important thing just to get innings and and pitch every, whatever it is, fifth, sixth day, however the schedule works?
1: Yeah, I think this year's a huge year for me. And if I could stay healthy and pitch my my innings I'm supposed to and just go out there and start on the days I start and get five, six innings underneath the belt.
0: You um, mentioned, you know, you grew up, obviously, in a very strong baseball environment. Growing up here... How much, what have you thought of this system? Because everyone talks about, you mentioned the analytics and just the talent level overall of the pitchers in this group.
1: Yeah. um, It wasn't every day growing up, like in high school in baseball, seeing all the guys that you do here. um, You're around everyone who throws very hard or has the nastiest stuff every single day. And just being around all those guys, you can pick everyone's brains and kind of feed off of how they feel or how they pitch and what they throw and stuff like that. So you get to bring a lot of stuff together that you do not necessarily back at home
0: the thing i always hear about is they are it's a really competitive group but they compete almost to help one another more than against one another
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: and you mentioned analytics how has that helped you so far what like and how receptive have you been just to the idea of really getting a feel for how it can help you become a better pitcher
1: yeah um like in high school, I was just there to throw fastball or just throw the slider and then get here and it's like you get to see what your ball is actually doing. And to make the fastball a better pitch for myself is to get more carry and more, more rise and backspin on the ball. And being able to see that visually on the track man or whatever you're using that day helps learn what you have to do to make that pitch do what you want. And that's very helpful.
2: So
0: you've got a fastball with carry. What are the other, let's say, characteristics? Is your changeup more like a split? Is it? Give us a feel for some of your secondary stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, slider is more of like a, a sweeping slider, and then uh, the changeup is just power changeup. Get the death in the run arm side. So um, that's probably my best pitch now is my changeup in high school. I never threw it because I didn't. I didn't know how. So I'm guessing at that level though too. Even though you're facing competition. If you've got the good
0: fastball, you're not needing it as much either. Exactly. Um, throwing a change was almost helping them out in high school. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're speeding their bat up. Yeah, exactly. uh, so, uh, who also has been helpful from a pitching standpoint, from a coaching standpoint? Uh, you obviously have gotten to learn from a lot of different guys over the last um, couple of years.
1: Yeah, being able to work with uh, Dog and, and Garza and Monkey and all those guys, um, they're always there and they're always helping. Want me to learn something every day to make my mechanics better, whether it's mechanics, my, my pitching, my mental game, just everything in one. You get to pick their brains and they get to help you and they all give you positive feedback of what you need to work on.
0: And you mentioned, you know, you were able to keep it light away from the field last year and you had some pretty good roommates. What, what do you do to... Um, I guess get the attention away from baseball when you're not at the field because that is really important and not live it 24 seven.
1: Yeah, and I've only been down here in Port Charlotte. I haven't got to go to affiliate. So the beach is always nice, of course. And group of guys, we go down to the beach and just hang out or play video games or we're playing board games with each other. It's just there's you can find stuff to do.
0: And is that the big goal for you too? You mentioned your innings, that sort of situation. You mentioned not even been outside Port Charlotte to to pitch for a full season team. Whether it's Charleston or elsewhere, and get that opportunity to to be with a club and travel again.
1: Yeah, that's something I'm looking forward to. I, I mean, yes, the GCL is minor league baseball, but I haven't got to see what a full season affiliate teams like, and I would like, I can't wait to actually be able to contribute this year to one of our affiliates.
0: And you touched on uh, how you've grown physically. Um, I, I would assume. Have you had to change the way you eat now? Because I know how good this organization is about monitoring diet or, or less uh, less of anything, more of anything.
1: No, I'm still just trying to put on weight. The good, healthy weight just keeps stuff in the face. That's all I pretty much say.
0: Well, hopefully there's an opportunity to continue to grow physically, mentally uh, this coming season. We certainly appreciate some time to chat about the coming year. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. That's J.J. Goss, who still is considered one of the brighter pitching prospects in the Rays system. I asked Rolando Garza, one of the organization's pitching coordinators, about what makes J.J. special.
2: Hello, Neil. First and foremost, thanks for having me on, and uh, it's great to catch up with you, and, and thanks for doing a great detailed job always covering the Rays in the organization. Uh, with J.J., um, he's a very unique uh, player. Uh, he was our 36th pick overall in uh, 2019 out of Texas, uh, was a big arm, very athletic, uh, has the ability uh, to carry a forcing fa- uh, fastball um, and throw multiple breaking balls with multiple shape and depth and uh, glove side movement and uh, developing kind of a split fosh uh, changeup, which has depth. So it really gives him like a four-pitch, three-pitch arsenal. Uh, so very advanced for his age. Um, his ability to be incredibly deceptive and hide the ball and carry it at the top of the zone. So from an organizational standpoint, from our pitching group and our pitching department, um, I know Jorge Moncada, uh, Winston Doom, Brett Evers, Ryan Pernell, um, and Jeff and, and and George and Simon with our administration and our leadership are very excited about this young man. Um, in 20, hurt his development uh, in the sense that uh, we didn't get a chance to play but didn't hurt him in the sense that he kept working with the plan, uh, had some small setbacks with some small minor uh, um Uh, flare-ups, but um, structurally he's doing well, and uh, he finished off last year uh, in Instructional League, healthy number one, and we're really excited what 2022 uh, is coming to. I actually just spoke to him a couple of days ago in his throwing program, um, and he's out to 260, 270 plus, uh, long toss and about to hit the mound. Tell me what you like about him. You've, you've given us a picture of his story and him on the physical side. What do you like about him as a kid? You know, uh, JJ um, has this really calm uh, nature about him, but really a, a consistent, diligent work ethic. Um, what probably sticks out about him the most, yeah, what probably sticks out about him the most is going to be his competitive nature. Uh, really competes really well um really advanced in that sense that knows how to attack hitters for pitch one and and has his best mentality and best stuff behind each pitch
0: you know i'm sure you're very well aware of the environment he grew up in in texas i mean that's a very competitive environment i think he's had what like four kids on the team he had in high school have been
2: high draft picks how much do you think that's helped his overall growth to this point you know what neil that's a great point uh he's been complete uh Competing, He played with Hunter Pence Club baseball team out of Texas area, and you're right, they have a bunch of uh, high-caliber elite players that matriculated on either to the Division One level um, or to the professional level as uh, JJ did. So I think it's had a huge impact for him. I think he really knows how to stay calm in uh, tight areas, and he really knows how to compete, and, and I think that becomes almost like a six or seven tool for him uh, on top of all these measurable and these physical intangibles.
0: And I, you mentioned some of the you know, health issues that he had in, in uh, last season, but I guess this year would essentially, if he were in college, would be his draft year, correct?
2: Yes, yes. You know, uh, It's interesting when you, we get these young um, uh, high school kids out of high school, You know, it's their third year and they've already got three years of professional experience, so to say, or been in the organization or in the system. So it would be his draft year. And um, so we're really uh, it's a part where maturity and his body starting to come together. But most overall, the most important component that he's going to start the year healthy and we hope he finishes healthy uh, and it'll give us a good um, uh, rubric and a meter where he's at currently in his development. But we have all the confidence in him. Uh, he's been working diligently and we're really excited to see what 2022 can, uh, can offer for him. You've touched on his
0: pitches a little bit, Rolando. What is his most advanced pitch? Which is it do you think that is the furthest along and closest to a big league type pitch at this point?
2: Well, you know, he has the ability to stay behind the ball and carry the ball with a forcing fastball. uh, But he really has the the ability to stay behind the ball and create spin uh, with a little bit of depth and glove side movement. That would probably be his most advanced uh, tool with, with the ability to maintain velocity behind it. Uh, he's developed this changeup that works on uh, different movements to different areas. So from that, comp- I think his ability to spin the baseball is pretty exciting and the amount of left side movement that he get and depth, it kind of fits our raise model, so to say. Um, and uh, we're really excited about that to put it into play uh, for a full season.
0: Of the three or four pitches that he does throw, is there one that you would like to see grow more than the others this year? Or has maybe the most
2: room for growth this year? Yeah, you know, Neil, that's a great question. Um, You know, as far as um, from Winston Doom, our um, our analytical um, kind of genius, so to say, um, we're really trying to focus on him just maintaining that true back, forcing backspin and maintaining that access. At some times, he loses a little bit of the spin efficiency, meaning the ball doesn't uh, rotate truly at times and doesn't maximize his carry. So that's going to be kind of his building block from – Uh, the pitch shaping uh, and those are all his a couple of those personal goals and what he's working on and we're very confident that he's gonna uh, complete them because we've seen it before so it's just matter of fact of his conditioning his arm getting back comfortable on the mound and getting back to what jj does uh really well on a daily basis
0: obviously velocity is not everything you mentioned the spin efficiency but where was he at where when he was drafted and where is his velocity around now Uh, as he finished the year last season.
2: You know, it's one of those things, I think he was low to mid-90s, probably out of high school, topping out, and we started to recapture a lot of that last year because he was rehabbing, and it was a very diligent road to get him back and healthy, and it's something that we did not want to rush uh, due to his age and obviously the incredible upside and the pitchability um, and his pitch uh, movement profiles that he has on his pitches. So more towards the end of instructionally we started to see that velocity kind of start to to teeter up again and most importantly uh, recovering after each outing, not having any discomfort and finishing that instructional set healthy was a huge win uh, for JJ and, and for the organization and all the resources and the people that put time into his rehab process, all the departments.
0: How much has he changed physically since he was drafted? Has he put on a lot of weight? Has his body type changed a little bit? What's the different look between where he was at 18 and now where he is around 20 or so, or 21?
2: You know, J.J.'s uh, kind of a, a lean body type. Uh, he's looked like he's stretched out a little bit. Um, he's starting to fill out. He's still kind of coming into his own. Uh, where We will see that maturation and that body fill in, in my opinion. Uh, but he's a, he's an athletic, uh, really mobile mover on the mound, um, understand his body and space, and I think we're going to start seeing him start to fill out um, and start potentially adding a lot of that maturity to his body.
0: And you mentioned the analytics and some of the things that the Rays see that make him special. How receptive has he been to the analytics? Because obviously that's an important part
2: of the growth process. Yeah, JJ's uh, 100% coachable. Uh, He really enjoys the feedback. Uh, He does a really incredible job um uh deciphering through the information and, and works what's and utilizes what's important for him um but he's been a, a class act the whole time um a, a great person very coachable very teachable and we know he's back home working and and really excited to get back on the field and God willing compete in 2022
0: what do you think Rolando would be a successful year is it about making x amount of starts and pitching x amount of innings and just getting through the year healthy how important is that for your first, let's say, full year in a system?
2: Yeah, um, that's a great question, Neil. I I, I think it's all going to start with health with him in 2022 and spring training, uh, build him up, um, and get him on a a routine that can facilitate his needs uh, with the proper recovery and rest between his outings. Um, And obviously, he is built for a starter, uh, so if there's a, a, a way that we can take care of him with rest and, and recovery between his starts and monitor his innings um, um, with proper rest and, and pitch counts and pitch usage, um, I think we're going to be in a good spot. Um, I don't think it's necessary. we need to hit X amount of innings if there's times that we need to maybe push back or give more rest or potentially slide him into a different role so he can rest. I think that's going to be our number one objective for 22. uh, As God willing, he breaks off to a full season and competes. Um, So I think it's going to start with health, end with health. And I don't think we have a a particular number or X amount of innings. It's just really how many times can we run him out there, get him in routines that he's healthy and feeling comfortable and continue to build and develop and work on the whole arsenal of pitches and continue his development of competing and playing in the stadium with people in it. And how, um,
0: how good can he be? Obviously, he's far right now from being the finished product, but has a lot of promise.
2: Yeah, um, I think, you know, sky's the limit for him. Uh, we envision him. Um, I think all the organization, all the departments are very high on JJ with his upside. And I think there's never a situation where um, we want to develop him as a major league starter, um, potentially one day. Those are our goals. And um, I know all the departments are working endlessly uh, to try to facilitate uh, J.J.'s needs so he can obtain those goals.
0: Well, Rolando, we appreciate a few minutes and some insight on J.J., and we hope that this is a healthy and successful year for him.
2: Uh, uh, Neil, uh, thank you very much, and uh, we wishing J.J. the best uh, for 2022. And uh, thank you, Neil, and Happy New Year to you and your family and, and, and uh, good wishes and, and best of blessings uh, to you and your family.
0: That's Rolando Garza, and we appreciate his time and that of our feature guest on the podcast, J.J. Goss. Stay tuned for more prospect podcasts like this one, and we will chat with you soon.